Boom! What's up, everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakian. Very excited to be talking about art, science, embroidery, and spirituality. We have Laura Tandeski joining us on the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. We're really excited. We're also very grateful that we encountered you and your work with BioCaptivate, with Louis Metzger, Yan Lu. We love them very much. We're very grateful to them for making the introduction happen. And we love learning about you at that BioCaptivate panel. For those that don't know, Laura Tandeski is an artist and biochemist whose primary medium is surface embroidery. And as you can see, this gorgeous art to her left on your right. Ah. And yes, <laughs> you can find her links below, lauratandeskimosaic.com. Also, sfneedleworkanddesign.org. And also at biocaptivate.com as well. You can find that all those links below. And let's jump into it with one of our favorite questions to ask to start things off. Uh, what are your thoughts on the direction of our world? The direction of our world. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. I'm, um, I see, I'm starting to see the reasoning behind a lot of the conflict as being fear-based and understanding what that fear is and, and the tribalism. I get it. It's like people are worried about not having resources about, and so, if we can address the fear, I think things might get better. And, and now we all have a global problem that we can work together to solve. I think that could be a good thing. It's a scary thing, but I think humans are amazing. The creativity, the ingenuity. So I do have hope. Yeah, to come together and solve the biggest challenges. Yes. So crucial. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think are the things that will help us get there? Uh, to help climate change, you mean? Yeah, to help us tackle the big challenges. What are the things that will help us get there? Creativity. You know, uh, people coming up with, with just these beautiful ideas. Um, a lot of biochemistry, a lot of um, uh, engineering uh, bacteria to eat plastic. Engineering, mm. you know, um, solar, all that good stuff. How, how are we going to get power that isn't polluting the, the atmosphere? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think it's doable. I really, really do. Yes. I just, I was so inspired by um, going to the Kennedy Space Center and seeing how they got somebody to the moon with no computers. People are amazing. So, I just want to, um, I mean, I think that people can do it. I really can. I really do. Yeah. And the... Uh, I don't know. Sorry about that. Oh, the phone? Oh, yeah. that's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. All good. Um, okay, so then let's jump into Journey. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, we know biotech's such a massive opportunity for the planet. <laughs> can tackle so many of the important challenges that yeah. we face. Um, so an artist at age five. Yes. And big influence from mom. So start teaching us about this journey. Yes. Uh, my mother was an artist. And highly encouraged creativity from from very young and mandalas especially that's where the spirituality comes from yes. before I could talk I think I was I had paper and crayons and I would start in the middle and go out and just make mandala after mandala and I didn't know what they were called that at the time it just pleased me that those patterns and as I grew up through uh, high school I was um, my mom taught me how to embroider and I as very very young and it wasn't kits. She basically had me draw, and then I would, um, she would teach me stitches and how to turn my pictures into an embroidery. And so I've kind of always done that. I love kits. Kits are amazing, and they're a great way to learn and all of that. But I use it as a medium. Um, so I've always been one of those kind of people that has to do art. If I don't do it after a period of time, I don't feel well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of us. There's a lot of people like that. And so um, it just, I got really excited about it. It's so meditative and just so, uh, you, you, I, I just love the whole idea of embroidery, this slow art. And, uh, and I just 
kept going and kept going and, and mm-hmm. entered competitions and all that good stuff. So the slow art is an embroidery. I like that, the slow art, because you're doing st- stitch by stitch yes. at a time you're making yeah. extremely complex yeah. designs like that. And unless you do it on a machine, which is is very doable, you design it and put tell a machine to do it, mm-hmm. uh, it cannot be done quickly. It's, there's no physical possible way to do it quickly. Quickly. Um, but I like that aspect of it. Yes. So. Interesting. And so the machi- so there are already potentials to machine make. That. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lots of Im- lots of machine done. But but I, I it's a very different thing hand done versus machine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then what was it about mandalas uh-huh. that that because it's all all over your work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So They're what? my main thing. Uh, mandalas are, uh, for me, it, when I finally learned what that term meant, somebody said, oh, that's a really nice mandala. So then, then I started looking it up and figuring it out. It's such a universal symbol of the circle of life, of um, um, just kind of the, the it, it captures the energy that I feel it exists in, in, in life, you know. It, it really is the circle of life. Mm-hmm. You, I just look at this and, and especially uh, mandalas that have symmetry work for me, you know. Um, I just, I can't really say why. It just, it just that, that symbol is, you find it in nature everywhere. And I'm starting to figure out that even though I thought it was an abstract representation of, of life to me, it's very real. Especially when you go microscopic, macroscopic, mandalas everywhere. Yeah, and yes. it just that form has just always excited me. I always go back to it. Yeah, yeah, the circle of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, what was it within this this growing up being so interested in making your own art and even having times when you're like, I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to be. I have to get back to and do it. Yeah. That what what was it then that that kept like what were those most profound realizations for you along the path of being an artist as well as then starting with the becoming a scientist as well? Uh, realizations and paths. Um, well, my mom died when I was 25 and it was, that was a very profound experience for me. And I, I took so much from that experience. Um, basically looking at her life and, and, and what do I want my life to be, you know, and what's important to me. Um, and I, I had started studying science in school a little bit later, actually, because I grew up in a time when girls were not supposed to be scientists. It was quite sexist. It was the 70s, 80s, you know, and, uh, and I found out kind of later, so I had to start over in math and, and, and I, um, it was a little bit of an uphill battle, but I, I, uh, I loved it, but I also needed to do art at the same time. Um, and at one point I was going to just stop doing art and, or stop doing science and do art full time. And that didn't work either. And I find that the two of them together is what fits for me. Um, and I've thought a lot about this it, it, and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of people think scientists are not creative. You have to be creative to be a scientist. You have to. Most of my colleagues are artists of some force or another. They're musicians, they're painters, they're... um, I think athletes are artists in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you watch a a really good basketball players, they're gorgeous the way they move. Mm -hmm. That's that's art, you Mm -hmm. know, so creativity everywhere. And you can't be a good scientist if if you don't have if you don't think of yourself as creative. I think everybody is creative. Some people are taught that they're not, and I think that's, I don't like that. I think everybody is creative in their own way. They may be better at one technique or another, Mm -hmm. but yeah. To have the full creative expression of every mind uh, that's unleashed is so crucial. Yes. So then I'm I'm really happy that you're starting to, you know, to get into this art and science mix. But then what was it that got you into like biochemistry, especially? Uh, Ah, biochemistry. I I took all these all of these tests when I was in. I love junior college. I went to junior college and it was just a wonderful experience. Um, And they had all these tests saying, we're going to compare your personality basically to people who are happy in their job. And when I took that test, way 
on the happy side was one thing. It said that I should be for my personality. It said I should be a pharmacist. And it, that shocked me. I'm like, what? A pharmacist? So um, I looked into it and, and what, it, what it entailed. So then I um, went to school and I, and I got, I wanted to do the background, which was biochemistry, right? I didn't want to just go to pharmacy school, which you can't actually, you have to do a lot of background uh, work. So I decided to get a degree in biochemistry and I found that I loved the research part of it. And I actually did get into pharmacy school. I was there for about a year and found that I just love the, the lab work, the actual discover, drug discovery um, more. And protein chemistry and, and physiology, just love physiology. If I, if I didn't go into biochemistry, I would have loved to be a teacher in physiology. It's fascinating, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. fascinating how the cell works, all that stuff. Um, it's just fascinating, and, and all of that is an art. Math is an art. Math is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Math is just gorgeous. Um, I don't profess to understand a whole lot of it, but what I do understand, I, I just love. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, it's also crazy that you had this experience with your with your mother as well. That yeah, that kind of you were able to take away from. Um, such importance to strive as well and right. when 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 you end up um, kind of like figuring out that you are in love with you know, both biochemistry as well as art where did you kind of see yourself going from there because you ended up you spent 20 years at Chiron mm -hmm. and then nine last nine years at Novartis right. so how did you end up getting involved with like the decades of biochemistry work as well as keeping up with your art practice right um, well, I got into Chiron right after pharmacy school. I, I decided in the Bay Area, there's all of this biotech, which is great. And at that time, the, word, the term biotech was new. Um, it's, and, uh, and I said, okay, I'm just gonna get into a company and, and try it and then go to another company and just see what it's like, you know? So I got a job, it was a temporary job at Chiron um, and, and decided, okay, if I'll, I'll look for another job someplace else um, a little bit later. And I never did. I was always happy there. And I, always, and I still, today, if I'm you know, not happy in a job enough to quit and, and look for another job, I would do that. But I've been there 30 years. So Chiron um, was basically bought by Novartis. So I've never left. I've, I'm basically a career 30, 30 years. person. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I've had some just amazing bosses. And it's never boring because science uh, tech and technology changes so much. Basically every year I have to learn new things, I get to work with new people, new projects, and I'm a protein biochemist is what I am. So, um, and it's just been very gratifying. Uh, I learn something new all the time. And so um, my plan of kind of job hopping never happened. <laughs> I've just always been happy. And oh man, how many people can say that? I am so grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. Really. I've worked with some beautiful people. Louis Metzger. Yeah. Um, that's we're we'll be friends forever, I think. And but that's mm -hmm. he was my boss actually. Yeah. So yeah. What's the um, protein biochemistry? What has been like your most in interesting insights from from that process for the last thirty years? Um, learning, this is, this is actually a big deal, learning that intuition plays a big part in science, especially what I do um, for, for protein purification. So basically we'll express a protein in a cell, say a yeast or E. coli or something like that. I have to break, up the, break open the cell and purify that one protein from all the rest of the proteins. Mm -hmm. So I could do that a thousand different ways, but with experience and also intuition of the behavior of the protein, which y you can sort of predict, but not really. Um, just by seeing how a protein behaves, I know if it's gonna work or not. It's, it really is intuitive. And people actually seek me out because I can do the more difficult proteins um, that maybe other people can't do, and, and I just, honor the intuitive, basically artistic, creative side of that. Um, yeah. And then what was it about um, when you're, when you're, you know, after your 
this process of doing art and science over 30 years, what was it that got you into the embroidery side of things? Uh, more seriously? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well I've always embroidered and, and I did mosaic and, and all kinds of things. I've always done some kind of art, but when it was, it happened three years ago, I came out. Basically, I, it was, they call it an epiphany. I, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm really attracted to and love this woman. And that I'd been, I thought, uh, yeah, I always knew something was uh, different with me, but um, I didn't know what it was. And then, okay, that's what it is. And then that was a journey, and that was a, a difficult journey. How long ago was that? That was uh, a little over three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Wow. So. And it was always prior to that, it was you thought that it was men that you were attracted yes, to. Yes. Yeah, I had yeah. feelings and stuff, but it was, um, but. And this is, a, this is basically, this is going to be a very simple statement, but it's a two-year journey of trying to figure out this. It's not that I'm a lesbian or it's I'm attracted to people. People. Not gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took, it, it took me a long time to, to realize that. Because yeah. when I fell in love with this woman, oh, I'm a lesbian, hanging out with all the lesbians. And I'm like, this isn't quite right. What's going on? So then I took all the labels away. Uh -huh. I took all of that. And so I'm attracted to people. Yeah. And that then I just kind of, okay, that is me. And then, and then it's been a three year journey kind of discovering who I am and what, and so that's when I got really serious about um, doing artwork and expressing who I am that way, not only to say to other people, but also uh, figuring it out for myself. So that's when I started doing a lot of the pieces that I'm gonna show you today. Wow. I think so many people fall under the category of being attracted to people and that we are just sometimes put ourselves in such boxes mm -hmm. that we kind of, because it's like, how much do you like people? Do you want to, yeah, first base, second base, whatever, <laughs> yeah, with a different, the yeah. same sex or different sex, whatever. Yeah. I remember, yeah. oh, it was, it was um, like 18 years ago, I remember seeing a picture of an advertisement for Boys Don't Cry. I didn't see the movie because I know it's sad, but it was a woman dressed as a man. And I remember the feeling that I had seeing that. It was so intense and I did not understand it. I tend to like uh, kind of the middle, you know, um, uh, women dressed as men, men dressed as women, um, just the, that whole fluid. I'm not bisexual, I would say I was pansexual. So um, it just is, so, so I pay attention to how I feel with any particular one person. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then these, okay, so this is kind of like this, the, how many years ago was this with the vehicle? That was about, I think I did that two and a half years ago. Okay. The, the paint was fading on the car and I was like, okay, I could get it painted blue again or I could do this and I've wanted to do this since high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What a unique... There's no one else on the road with that. Yeah, yeah. I can't hide. <laughs> you can't hide, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows it's you. Right. Yeah. So everything, it, I started with mandalas. And, yes. uh, um, and the words here, can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Yeah, that is the definition of love, the working definition of love by Brene Brown. Yes. Um, and I made sure I could had permission to use that as long as I don't sell anything. They said that I can I can put that on my art. Yes. So it wraps all the way around, and uh, and it has the whole the whole definition. So things that just you know this is kind of reminiscent of Tibetan art. Yeah. Which just I love Tibetan yeah. art. It's just yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so this is about three years ago or so. Yeah, and it took me about a year. I would to do, do this. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would do it off and on. So like this is one piece, and then I would not do it for a while. Or this this one piece. This you can tell I did that at Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, the firework. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just love dragonflies and just you know, like that. Yeah. Whoa, that's so, you know, pieces like that take a long time and they're, you know, like you said, they're so unique and, mm -hmm. and you can only love as much as we love ourselves, right? So there's these very important kind of pieces to your essence that you're embodying in the art that you make. Right. Yeah. Right. I used to say that to an ex-girlfriend I had, I can only love you as much as you love yourself. Yes. So I'll see you later. <laughs> 
I miss her. <laughs> oh dear. So, so then, the, the the so so this also would you call this also um, mosaic? Teach us about what a mosaic is compared to the embroidery, compared <coughs> to like what you did on the car. Well, um, mos the mosaic that I do is actual tile. It's so a, a mosaic has to be tile. Uh, yeah, it's tesserae. So that's really what mosaic is. So this is a floor. Um, tesserae? Tesserae. That's what the, the little squares or the little whatever a mosaic is. Yeah, so it's yeah. got to have the, the tesserae and then usually, um, okay. the, not always grout, but um, but yeah, that's kind of the definition of a mosaic. A mosaic is almost always tile. Tile, glass, glass, porcelain. Porcelain and, ha and tesserae. Yes, okay. yes, okay. yes, yes. So there's yes. A little di differences in the art of the squares yes. is the idea. Okay. Yeah, 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 or different shapes. And sure. But you can see the, the similarity in my work, more mandalas, right? You put mandalas in. In yeah. almost everything. Yeah almost everything but this I love takes so much time to cut those and yeah yeah this took two and a half years but I, I work full-time so most of my work uh, you know I'll work on for an hour or two an, an evening um, and then if I don't feel like doing it I won't do it so that's one of the reasons why it takes so long two to and do. a half years yeah Wow yeah but I love meticulous meticulous I love you know I, cro I do crochet I make lace and all of that and this is the front porch and uh, again, more, more, uh, more mandalas. Wow. The yeah. amount of time that you, yeah, yeah. invested into yeah. the art of the mosaic, the mandala. Yeah. And it's kind of like a meditative spiritual practice. Yes. For you, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't feel well if I'm not doing it, because it's a way, it really helps me relax. It helps me think. You know, oftentimes I will um, play music. And I remember one piece I did, it took me two years, and I played uh, American Idiot by Green Day yeah. over. And I think I listened to that album more than any other album because it has such beautiful energy. And <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. It has and, good energy. Oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, oh, yeah. So it's just. Yeah, it's just this. I'm, I'm just remembering what it was like listening to that music and doing that work. It's yes. just wonderful. It's healthy for me. Yes. is a way I would, I would uh, yes. describe it. So this piece, uh, I did this for a friend of mine. He actually is an artist, and he gave me a watercolor of this. So the watercolor was, it was a little bit bigger than this screen. And so I turned it into a little teeny embroidery. Um, and I said to him, if you give me that painting, I'll do an embroidery for you, but I get to show it because it's going to be, this is going to be kind of the pinnacle of the work, my work. Wow. And so that's why this took me 10 years to do. It's done with really, really fine rayon thread on silk. So the blue in the back is silk. Um, and it all has to do with my friend. He was a gay man and he uh, loved flowers and all of that. That's what all of this is about, the rainbow. Yes. He, he uh, is Native American and um, Puerto Rican, and, but a lot of the work that he does has, has Oriental feel, um, just Japanese, Chinese. So there's Japanese uh, tea yeah. garden there yes, yes. with the American Indian and then uh, American Indian the phoenix, which is Japanese, wow. and he loves dragons. So that's all—it's kind of all about him. And then I got my Tibetan stuff in there too. Yeah. <laughs> what a gorgeous piece! Now this I did before I had had any color theory, so it was all trial and error. Mm. When you're working with color with this intense blue, mm -hmm. for example, you put a red next to a blue, it turns purple. So I learned so much doing this. Put a red next to a blue, it turns purple. Yeah. So if you were to put like one single thread oh. next to oh, the blue it, because it mixes. Because it's a single thread. Yes. It's a single thread. Interesting. Yes. It's color theory. Color theory. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Even right. a single thread. Or yeah. And so I would do it and then I'm like, that doesn't look right. And I have to rip it out. This is something my mother taught me. Damn. If you don't like it, rip it rip out. Rip it out. Because at the very end, you're going to uh, yeah. want it changed. And exactly. You may as well have it changed earlier. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. 
yeah. than in the final product. Yeah. And you said this was made with some very thin thread. Very fine, very thin fine. thread, yeah. Now this piece won uh, Best in Show at the, uh, the California State Fair, which is a big deal. Whoa. It's, there's eight, I think 81 county fairs, and then to get into the State Fair competition, um, at that point, there's like 35 million people in California. Yeah. So it was a lot of competition, and so uh, it was a it was a big deal to, and it made me really happy to win best in show. Best in show, <laughs> state fair. State fair. I got a little statue of a bear. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I also that also went on tour with the Embroiderers Guild for two years in the United States and Canada. Whoa. Um, which was amazing. It was the 16th. Um, it was the 16th. Uh, it was a biannual tour, and so to get into that was a very big deal. So that's what I meant when I said you can't have it for a while. So that was that was basically gotcha. on tour for many. It years. went on tour. Yeah. Whoa, with the Embroiderers Guild. Yes. So wow. there were, and it just went all over U.S. and Canada. US and, US and Canada. That's so neat. This is a really powerful piece. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool. Uh, pinnacle of, of, of embroidery in yeah. your essence that you've now gotten to to share with so many people around the United yeah. States and Canada. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And it comes with so many cultures, like you said, too. Mm -hmm. Dragon, Japanese, Native American as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really a uh, melting pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> okay, cool. So then, so then, um, the the essence of what you know of your of what you're communicating to with things like this. So mm -hmm. this hummingbirds, mm -hmm. yes, yes. So this, well, especially the hummingbird. Um, actually, if uh, all right, I'll, I want to show you this jacket. This is I did for a friend of mine. His name's Craig Rowski, and he is um, just a dear. Friend. He's one of the first people that I came out to, and just really sweet. Um, he is a scientist and an artist, uh, active activist. He's an Occupy organizer, mm. um, just on the front lines. Um, and now he's got a startup called Panda in the Kitchen um, and doing just beautiful science. Um, so what this is, is um, basically a... a it's a, it's a portrait of how I see Craig. Mm. So a, a, an abstract portrait, so a mandala. So I, I thought about him when I was designing. I don't actually draw it all out. I, I do it as I go, right? So I did this mandala first. And it just, I, I would think about him. And when I stand back and look at him, I'm like, yeah, that is Craig. And especially this one. Um, this one, I had the idea of energy and light. So uh, a, a, a light, light is a particle and a wave. And so that's where these little stitches come in. I was thinking particle and wave. And through, just through experience, I really like the idea of these alternating dark and light. They're called chain stitches. And it just, vi it just vibrates, right? Try not to cover your mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Nice. Thanks, Ron. And so that is, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the portrait that I did for Craig. But the first thing he asked for were these. Mm. Um, I had them on my jacket, and uh, he has earned these with the activ activism and Occupy organizers, mm. and he just, and he asked for also these which you probably recognize as an activist. Mm -hmm. uh, but I decided I wanted to do them in complementary colors so they just pop. pop. Fight the power. Exactly. So I really would like, um, when, when he's, uh, and he's, he'll get up there again with the bullhorn, right? I'd love for him to wear this. And uh, stand back, I'm doing science. I got that Stand back, him. I'm doing science. <laughs> but I was going to talk about the hummingbird. He was the one who asked for a hummingbird. Wow. A hummingbird is a, a symbol of communication and just being 100% present. Um, for example, we're talking right now, and I, I am striving to be here 100% listening. And, yes, yes. Right, and so that is the idea there, and, and the, the four, four quarters, uh, north, uh, northeast, south, and west, uh -huh. is what the idea there. And, I thought so long how I was going to do it, and the sketch of the bird actually just took 
maybe 10 seconds. And I loved how it turned out. And so I've been doing more of them. That's what that is. I have them on my, ja on my jacket. I do love the way that you have the, uh, the sketch of it is, is really strong. And it's quite, it makes it quite um, easy to actually embroider when one of the um, wings is out. And yeah. And it kind of looks like potentially yeah. both. But then the tail is out, you know, the body. It's all kind of, you see half, it's a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but actually, bird the hummingbirds don't do this. That's not a position. position it's almost more. Yeah, um, they're way. Out. It's kind of Egyptian. It's the way. It's I kind look. of Egyptian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I like it. It's it's very much a symbol. Um, the other thing that I did for Craig, and oh. he asked for, was the um, the elephant, and which stands for wisdom. Okay. And he and this is actually the first. Um, I would call them spirit animals. I've done a number of different things, but it's kind of the style. So this is an actual elephant, uh, a mama elephant mm. um, that I got off the internet. It's just a, an outline, her outline. Okay. And uh, and I, the the little nick in the ear was was just a shadow, but I liked it. It gave her character. Oh, I see. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so small. Yeah. Ron can, but I just. Ron, if Ron oh, can, the little. Yeah, the little nick in the ear right there. Gives <laughs> I have another one that might be. Gives might. character. That's so <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. And he wanted to wear this. He, he took a trip to India and he wanted to wear this. So I had a deadline out. That was a. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's for Craig. There's and so much on even just one jacket. Yes. And But he means so. He's such an inspiration for me. And, he, and he's so dear to me. And it means. Uh, the world to me to give this as a gift and so um, but I get to again I was able to bring it here I went and said hey yeah. I'm gonna do this yeah. I need the jacket back Aww. so but wow. I'll, get, I'll give it back to him but yeah so that's that's kind of where the idea of this comes from this thread here glow in the dark mm -hmm. oh fun, it is it's glow in the dark how thread. fun is that yeah, yeah. how fun is that um, so this was a a sample uh, it's basically part of a, a challenge um, for the San Francisco School of Needlework and Design, which mm -hmm. I discovered about a year ago, a uh, fairly new school. Somebody told me about it, I went and checked it out, and it's beautiful, it's amazing. It's in San Francisco on Union Square. Wow. They have uh, well over 3,000 books that are available to anybody to look at. Whoa. You can't take it with you, but the place is open. You can go and, and yeah. check it out. Beautiful classes. It's nonprofit. Um, you can be a brand new beginner, never picked up a never needle, or or yeah. designers go there. People have been doing this for years and years and years. The founders um, went to the Royal Needlework School in London, yeah. and then they came here and decided to start something uh, similar here in San Francisco. Yeah. The Royal Needlework School. <laughs> school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do all the royal stuff, all those wow. wedding dresses and the and the coronation and all Whoa. of that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, but it's it's a beautiful school, and I'm so happy to be associated with them now. I'm I'm now a guest teacher there. I love that. I'm so excited. Yeah, guest teaching needlework. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Whoa. This is a piece I did uh, for Kelly Paschal Hunter. So. I was wearing some of my embroidery and we, I was standing in line for taco and she saw it and decided, she said, I, I have to have that jacket. And so wow. we, we started talking and it turned out that she had a gallery just across the street from where we were in downtown Oakland, talking, talking, talking. And, and uh, we decided that uh, it would be fun to have me sit in the gallery and actually work and I said I would do this jacket for her so this is hers um, so I did this piece in her gallery which was really kind of fun because people would come in especially kids who have never seen anybody embroidered before they could see me in there doing it and so it was basically like a live exhibit <laughs> a live exhibit yeah it was so fun and after a while I brought um, equipment so people could have, have a hand at it I taught them a stitch or two and it was fun that, I think that's where I got the, the teaching bug. Yeah. 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 As a live exhibit, you're going to, yeah. It's, you, what you said about kids is, is interesting to me because we have a, quite a, um, in many ways, a 
when children are born in metropolises, they don't necessarily get the opportunity to look up at the Milky Way. So when you when you, we just see clothing and just you can buy it at a store, we don't actually see people doing embroidery work, and right. um, we don't actually know about the cotton that it was used for, right? So it's important to like dive into, double click into what a what a piece of clothing even is and how it got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. So then, this one, image ten. Okay. Okay, this is um, this is on a, j a previous jacket that I had. This is when I was coming out, and I did I'm a scientist, so I, I did a lot of research. Well, what is it to be part of the LGBTQ plus community, right? What is this? What does the rainbow flag mean? And so Gilbert Baker designed it um, at the request of Harvey Milk, mm -hmm. and so this is what the colors mean: uh, serenity, life. Um, healing, sun, nature, art, harmony, and spirit. Yeah. And I just love that. Yeah. And I actually have a little story about when I first was coming out. I was. It's a scary thing. It just is. Um, especially when I started doing research and seeing the 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 oppression and the and it can be very dangerous to be. Uh, LGBT in some parts of the community. I have never had a problem here because we live in the Bay Area. It's wonderful. Um, but I, was, I went for a walk and I saw in my neighborhood somebody had a rainbow flag. And I can't tell you, I didn't know who they were. It just made me, it just this glowing right here. I yeah. felt welcome. Yeah, yeah. So I actually wrote them a note and told them a little bit my story. And, and so the rainbow flag actually means a lot to me for that reason. Um, we became friends and, you know, and then I find out there's just this huge community where I live. Yes. I didn't even know it. Yes. So. So yeah. one, the, the ability for us to provide uh, space and time for those that want to um, express themselves um, and in a way that is open-minded and loving and caring is critical. Mm -hmm. Critical. Mm -hmm. um, so then how about... Um, I, I'm so, so interested in, in, of course, just so many questions about the actual art and science and spiritual processes that, that are happening here. Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple more um, images to show, I too. I hope that I can... And something happened with this. Hold on. No worries. 11 is the... What is this? Uh, five? <laughs> it's, um, it's five... What do you call those? It's a, those are mandalas as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Five mandalas. Yeah, that's a sampler that I did for the San Francisco School of Needlework and Design. They have an advanced program for surface embroidery, and they asked if I would do uh, a, a sampler in my style. So, of course, they're mandalas. Right. And each circle is a different type of uh, surface embroidery. Okay, sorry. No worries. This is the next ask. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I I there we go. Sorry. No worries. No problem. So they asked me to do this, and uh, so they're just different, different stitches, different. Uh, so this, this particular one is basically all knots. So, um, and this one is composite. So there's different kinds of. Um, so it's, it's so you would be amazed how many stitches there are. <laughs> yeah. To to this one, th these are called complex. And so you can see they're they're kind of woven. This is you know fuzzy. These come come out. They're they're oh they have a little bit of a three dimensional three D exactly yeah. right. Whoa. These are all filling stitches and these are all line stitches. Um, oh my gosh! So there's like so much. <laughs> so so some so some of the stitches are you kind of have a little bit of is it like excess material so that you can also like push it in a certain way so it can be like so you can create kind of this. The sort of um, you stitch you stitch it in and out, and then you have a little bit of extra, so you can like kind of like. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is actually one of my very favorite stitches. This is called a fly stitch. A fly stitch. And what okay. I like about it, you'll see you'll see it a lot in my work. All it is is you come up, you come down, and then you do a little anchor stitch above. Oh, okay. It's the anchor stitch. Yeah. So it's, it stays it's, there too. Then. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty simple, but I love the the way the light catches and it's got a lot of movement. The hummingbird wings are done with this stitch here. Yes, that's how the wings are done. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the chain stitch. This is a chain stitch, one of my very favorite yeah, stitches. Yeah. And it's because um, 
uh, I like to think of what that stitch means to me. It's a chain. It's this, you know, how we're all linked together. Yeah. So especially when I do these background patterns, which I love, uh, that's what I think about when I'm doing it. And I do a lot of lettering, um, and often I use the chain stitch for that. And I like to write in cursive. Um, yeah, yeah, like we just saw. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like down here. Down there too, yeah. That's all chain stitch too. Yeah. And I have uh, another example wow, of that. Wow, the, there's so many differences. Yeah, I'm so happy that even the start of the breakdown of the different uh, embroidery uh, tactics, what do you call them, um, an embroidery style? Uh, uh, you mean like surface embroidery is a... Like, uh, yeah, well, there's that breakdown, and yeah. then there's the breakdown of the uh, Oh, I would call stitch. them types. Oh, types of stitches. Types of yeah. stitches. Yeah, so this is a filling stitch. This is a composite stitch. That's a knot stitch. So that's just a type of stitch. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and in books, they're yeah. all broken down, yeah. Okay, so there's types of stitches, and then there's places to embroider, and this is surface embroidery. Yes. And what are the other embroideries? Uh, just for, uh, as, a, as an example, yeah, there, yeah. there would be gold work. So like a lot of the, the, um, uh, the coronation stuff, you'll see all of this really shiny gold work, like a crown that comes out. Oh. Or on Game of Thrones, the embroidery on Game of Thrones is gorgeous. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, a lot of gold work there. You have cross stitch, you have um, okay. uh, knotted stitch, there's something called white work and black work. There's all of these things, some of them I'd never even heard of before. Yes. I thought I did embroidery, I do one kind, kind of, of embroidery. embroidery. Yeah. With a bunch of different stitch types. Yes. These yes. are all chain stitches. These are chain stitches. And this particular design I just did, um, I'm going to be teaching a class every Thursday at 7 o'clock at Counterculture Labs. Oh, sweet. Called Bio Embroidery. Bio Embroidery. How fun is that? I love it. Counterculture so Labs, shout yeah. out. We love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's so where I learned to do PCR. Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We love counterculture. Oh, arts. it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, Mario had the idea to do a mashup of, of embroidery and science, and I thought that was great. So um, this is the first design that I came up with. I looked at a bunch of... Love it. Yeah, so, so this is the carbon. They're going to start with this. Well... Ish. It's very, very uh, <laughs> casual. So this is available if people want. People can bring whatever, you know, whatever they want to do and we're encouraging to embroider on clothes so if they if especially if they have experience they can they can do whatever design they want but i'm going to have a bunch of design tools and everything and i'll be there basically just to help um there's a lot of creative people out there so this is this is available and if somebody wants to do this absolutely mm -hmm. um but certainly don't have to yeah it's going to be very casual so every yeah every month we're going to get together just you know at seven o'clock and have a good time <laughs> everything's been donated by uh the san francisco school of needlework and design that's so nice of them too it is so, so nice them as a nonprofit, are donating for the um bio embroidery class yes. at counterculture labs yes. and you're doing it once a month once a month okay on thursday on thursday at seven o'clock thursday at, at the omni space at the omni space uh, over in the East Bay in yeah. Oakland. Yeah. So for those that are local and interested. Yeah, and the first one is this Thursday. I'm really excited. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. And actually the next design is another one that I came up with for them. And this is in chain stitch. It's in glow-in-the-dark thread. And this is the molecular structure of psilocybin. <laughs> So, and I have... It's glow-in-the-dark, it's chain-stitched, <laughs> it's psilocybin. Yeah. So that's funny, people can walk around with that. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But I also have structures for ATP or oh, yeah. all kinds of different um, chemical structures. That's Not great. huge ones, but... Uh, what like, a fun way to like oh. increase people's awareness. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Yes. That's the idea of kind of like a lot of the work in general. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, cool, yes, cool. yes. Yeah. And actually, if I could get into, we talked a little bit about uh, what is art and what is art to me. Yes, please. So back when I was 20, I thought art has to be in a frame and hanging on a wall and, and being in a museum. And it really, it, it doesn't. Um, I learned. So I did a bunch of pieces in frames and they're good. They're very pretty. But they're, they're, there's a distance to them. They don't. They have a one-dimensionality as I look at them. When I look at the work that I've done on clothes, those have real spirit. You know, um, um, 
So what I like, especially about embroidering clothes or even doing thing, doing work on the car or something that's going to be actually be mm -hmm. seen, mm -hmm. you can communicate what you want to communicate. That's so cool. Art to me is, communi is about communication, 100%. You know, um, whatever it is you want to communicate. If it's something, oh, this is this is beautiful. That's what you want to communicate. That this whatever it is is beautiful. Um, oftentimes, I'm communicating. This is who I am. That's been my journey for the last three three years. Uh, figuring out a figuring out who I am, and presenting that to the world. This is who I am. If we were to go over one of the jackets that I brought, um, or even this, you'd learn a lot about me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, do you want to talk about this? Yes, one? but just even quickly, holy okay, cow, sure, sure, that's sure. so cool that, yeah, if, if, if you're just trapped, the art's just trapped in a museum, people have to co go to it and look at it, versus if you're wearing the art, uh, if you're driving the art, yeah, you're like, and you're communicating spirituality or, um, or love, right? Mm -hmm. All these different the critical pieces to our cohesion, our social fabric. I think that's an excellent way of describing what you're just passionate about, and yeah. hopefully that we can get other people excited. I hope so. I yeah. really, really do. Yes. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's hit it. Let's, let's talk about this. Yes. This. Um, I did this maybe two years ago. I was really in the middle of it. Um, I was having a, a dream, and I dreamt that the person that I was living with at the time had invited into our house. A mountain lion. Whoa. And the mountain lion was sitting on the back of the couch like this. Big mountain lion, just kind of half, eyes half closed, you know, just resting the way cats do, you know. And I was looking at this mountain lion thinking, he's crazy. This mountain lion could kill me. I mean, why would he invite this mountain lion into our house? And yet, I wasn't afraid of it. And it was very... I didn't understand the dream, but it was very, um, I don't know, it made me feel good. So um, I have a wonderful therapist that I've been talking to through this whole journey, and uh, she said that oftentimes in dreams, whatever you're dreaming about is you, represents you. Interesting. And I thought about that, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I love that idea, because yeah. mountain lions are, they, they waste nothing. They are just this so powerful. They can take care of themselves. And yet uh, they're very loving and very kind. They aren't as solitary as you might think. They actually do help each other. Um, and when I thought about that, it, it gave me a little, it, it empowered me a bit. And I really liked that idea. And so I had the idea to do kind of a spirit mountain lion. That's what this is. Um, but you know, most. You'll never find a blue-eyed mountain lion. Oh, I, that's so cool. I have blue eyes, so I decided to make it blue eyes. There are no blue-eyed mountain lions? No. No? No. All brown? All brown. All brown? Yeah. They're absolutely gorgeous. But that's why the, the, the eyes are blue. Oh, I'm so sorry about the phone. You're good. Um, again, the hummingbird is about communication. The, um, the, the mandala that's around here is very delicate. It's just I wanted to give the sense of, of how kind of complex and delicate the human spirit is. Yeah. And then around here, I decided, I kind of, I've, I've, I'm not shy anymore, but I was. And I decided I wanted to light a fire. And so what this is actually is um, the pansexual flag. Okay. That's what this is. Okay. And these colors behind it are fire. Oh, whoa. So cool. I wanted to light the fire. Cool. Get that? So. Look at how much meaning there is in the, yeah, there's so much representation. Yeah, and even if you look at that and you don't know that's what it means, you can, I would imagine you can look at it and feel that the, that symbolism is there. Is there, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So that, um, I love doing that. that it's just, so well done, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, oh, I just love doing it. Do you have a um, do you have any um, feeling about the commercialization of art uh, and embroidery to the point where it can potentially um, more and more people can wear things like that maybe rather than a piece of clothing that is from a, um, one of the major retailers or something like that? Um, 
You mean doing it themselves or? Or just even like the commercialization of it by machine or et cetera, just to be able to get more people being like, wow, that's, you said that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love actually the idea of taking a design and uh, putting it to machine and maybe uh, not necessarily mass producing it, but, or even mass producing it. Um, and, and, and making art, making your clothing a statement. Yes, Who correct. you are. Yes. A lot like a tattoo. Yes. That's how I think of Likewise. these. Likewise, yes. And so I would love to see that and have more um, more artistic value that you can you can bring to your clothes. Yes. You know? The yeah. Cl the clothing is a statement. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really is. We've been trying to help um, shift the tide away from suit coats and heels and makeup yeah. to let's have fun. Let's represent ourselves with peace, unity, love, all the spirituality. Uh, yeah. Or whatever represents whatever you. Whatever represents you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used exactly. to wear, um, you know. We don't want to know what Ron would be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> what represents Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I used to wear sweatpants and T-shirts to work, and, and now I, I really do uh, kind of present myself the way more authentically. Yeah. 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 So, um, will you give us the sort of um, this, the grand, like, give us the grand thesis between the art and the science? You know, growing up and doing all the embroidery, and then the art and the biochemistry, but then the communicative side of all of this and the spiritual side of all of this. What is yeah? What is the, the grand thesis? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think that the 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 intersection again of, of art and science and, and understanding that uh, we don't need to be pigeonholed. Scientists don't need to say, okay, I'm a scientist, therefore I'm not creative. I have to just do this or, you know, um, I love the idea of, of bringing uh, maybe artists and, and the artist side into the scientific world yes. and creating a different vocabulary, you know? Um, yeah, so. That right there is so much, even just that. Yeah. 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 Because you just create and, and, and think, it's all about thinking about outside the box, yes. especially yes. when you need to be creative as a scientist. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even for the artist to think scientifically as well, it's interesting for both sides. Yeah. Exactly have right. Of, have you heard anti-disciplinarian yet? No. Anti-disciplinary. I thought that was so interesting. I think, I think what it means is that you're taking something like uh, biochemistry and you're saying, okay, well, blockchain has nothing to do, art has nothing to do with biochemistry. So basically it's like, how can we take the subjects that have nothing to do with the field right. and bring them into the field yes. to realize, holy cow, there's actually so, so many interesting things to do. Oh, I yeah. like that. I like that too. I like that a lot. And I think that's a big thesis of ours as well as BioCaptivates, mm -hmm. um, the big push for the science and art to live with interplay, more interplay. Right. Okay, cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Laura, I love, love this so much. It's, it's so exciting. Okay. Oh, thank you for having me. It was awesome. Yes, yes. There's, okay, a couple last questions on yes. the way out. Okay. Um, well, quickly, can anyone, mm -hmm. um, how can someone access the, um, the uh, they can go to, here in the Bay Area, they can go to the, uh, the SF. San Francisco School of Needlework and Design. School of Needlework and Design. Mm -hmm. um, they can find their local um, needlework uh, locations. They can mm -hmm. play that way. But then can anyone um, also uh, re like reach out? Can anyone order pieces from you? Are you doing that as well? I actually don't sell. Um, and the reason why is the, the time consuming. For, so I, I didn't show this piece, but um, this I've been working on for about a year. And it, it's so involved. I literally would charge probably 20K. I would- $20,000. Yeah, because, because of, it's kind of like couture it is, prices. It is, totally, yeah. Um, because it's of- It's gonna take yeah. you hundreds of hours. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So I honestly don't sell, um, I would entertain a commission, but it would gotcha. likely not. You know, I, gotcha. I actually, I'm working right now for, for a friend of mine who is amazing. You met them, Fang. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing a piece right now for them 
It's, it's a military jacket that is all about uh, Emperor Norton. And uh, they are actually going to be in a show, Taylor Max show, which is 24, it's a 24 decade history of popular music. Whoa. Um, and it's going to, it's a Pulitzer Prize nominated show. That's cool. It's yeah. a phenomenal show. Yeah, yeah. Fang's going to be at a, in, in Berlin. And so um, I'm going to finish that jacket by I October. Bet. Whoa. So okay, I'm so, so excited. Commission pieces like yeah, that. But that's a gift. That okay. is not. 24 she, decades, you're going to put that on a, a 24 decades worth of popular music. Music is the name of the show. Show. Right. But the, sh the jacket that I'm making for Fang is, um, is all about Emperor Norton. And Emperor so it'll be Norton. Emperor Norton, which is a local character here in San Francisco. Oh, okay. okay. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Google Emperor Norton. I'm okay. a big, that's actually what I'm wearing right now is an Emperor Norton. Norton. If I, okay. I'll turn around if you can see it. Can you see that? Yes. Okay, ah. so that's Emperor Norton. Um, I am a big, huge fan of Emperor Norton. If anybody should be famous, it's Emperor Norton. Okay. I'll just okay. leave it at that. <laughs> good, good Google search. Yes, yes, yes. Google Emperor search. Norton. Okay, the last couple questions we have. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we alone in the cosmos? I don't think so. We can't be. We can't be. Uh, I think that we are, uh, there's so much out there. That's where spirituality comes from for me is there's there's so much that my animal brain cannot comprehend that I just don't believe that it's not there I really mm. you know even even on a different plane or in a yeah. different you know that we just can't perceive our perception is so limited yes, yes. in the in the you know so no short answer is no <laughs> and then I, what about do you think we're in a simulation that's interesting. Um, the older I get, the more I think that might be po possible. Yeah. When, when like the Matrix first came out, I'm like, that's crazy. And the more, the older I get, I'm like, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. And then what about, what do you think is the most beautiful thing in the world? Oh, oh, so much. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick one beautiful thing. There is just so much beauty i mean you know even it could be even be a, a i was just thinking about this on the way over um uh, i was talking to you about fang at one point fang was walking towards me and and what I, just struck me as being so beautiful i c literally could not breathe i've never swooned like that before i could not breathe and it was a and it was just that beauty and and the beauty is is also that feeling that i felt beauty is perception i think so i i i really couldn't nail it down but so much i look at a pi i look at the hubble telescope pictures yes. those are stunningly beautiful yes. and i look at um electron micrographs of of protein i think um uh Crystal structures of viruses are so gorgeous. Yeah. They're beautiful mandalas. Whoa. Gorgeous. Yes. You know, uh, if I had to pick something, I would say mandalas pretty much of every, you yeah. know, even natural, even, yeah. There's something called a cymoscope, which I just discovered. Um, basically, they take sound. They'll play a note. Have you, have you heard of it? Uh, cymatics? Yeah, cymatics yeah, yeah. and a cymoscope. Cool. So they, um, they can see the wave patterns in water of the different yeah, notes. so cool. They're, I mean, I've literally made those mandalas, literally, before, you know, and, I, and it really struck me. Those are so gorgeous, beautifully symmetrical. And mm. Yeah. I could go on and on probably for 24 hours with all the I, things I find I beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I love it. Laura, this has been such a pleasure. Oh, thank you wow. so much. Your work over the last 30 years, both in biochemistry, but also in art and embroidery, yeah. is just mind-blowingly. Oh, like, thank you. What you're communicating through it, how you take it mobile, and then you like <laughs> share that with people. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. And I really appreciate thank you coming you on to Thank you so Laura. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. We encourage you to check out the links below to lauratandeskimosaic.com, also the sfneedleworkanddesign.org and biocaptivate.com. 
and go to your own local needlework and design locations and go and play with yourself with things like embroidery. Talk more about the, the blend between science and art and their interplay with your friends, your coworkers online on social media. Just get talking more about it mixing these disciplines together. Huge shout out to Ron Vagas. Thank you very much for producing and directing. And support the artists and entrepreneurs and organizations around the world that you believe in support simulation. Our links are below. Help us scale and grow. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you soon. That's it. Yay.